Mystery Minnesota is an original fiction podcast from Adventures in Creativity Productions. Call it an anthology of strange stories, mysteries of a punishing land, and the people that call it home. And these stories impacted one man's life in a way he never anticipated. Believe them or don't. But remember, these stories are told in order, so make sure and start at the beginning. Don't worry, we'll be here whenever you catch up. Welcome to Mystery Minnesota. There comes a time when we must face our fears. A moment we find ourselves at the precipice of destroying a fear so long held that it's like destroying a part of the foundation your life has been built upon. We don't always have to choose to face those fears. In fact, most choose to just ignore them and go on about their lives, forgetting about the fears and thus taking all power away from the very thing that haunts you. That's certainly a safer way to go about things. But sometimes, the fear you are facing is there, always lurking, always burning, like the impossible itch of a thousand sandfly bites after a late night by the campfire. You just can't ignore it, so you scratch. The more you scratch, the worse they itch. Then they hurt, a searing pain on top while the itch only digs in deeper. And before you know it, those bug bites turn into large scratches and scabs that linger for weeks instead of fading by morning. A constant physical reminder of the itch, of the fear you faced and yet never quite managed to scratch. But we do it still, even when we know better. Breathing deeply of that cool, misty air, Ben could taste the late summer heat mingled with the earthy tang of autumn fast approaching. With that old tree at his back and the fog beginning to swirl around him, Ben found himself climbing up in the pines once again. It was every bit as disorienting as he remembered it. Mists ebbed and flowed like the belly of a giant beast taking long, slow breaths. He was focused on finding what was out there. Determined to finally confront old Zeke or prove once and for all that Sven's stories and the legend he'd been told his entire life were nothing more than fairy tales meant to scare kids. But as he stared and waited, it seemed like the fog had stalled. Clinging halfway across the field, it stopped its approach. He could see a gathering momentum out at the back edge, but nothing but the lighter edges of the mist were surrounding him. The silence hadn't come this time either. In those moments, Ben knew. He felt foolish. His whole life he'd been haunted by that late summer night as a kid when he'd first run into old Zeke, and now he knew it was all just the product of an overactive imagination. He should have climbed down then. Even the silence he remembered was gone. 
As he sat there perched up on the lower branches of that old pine, he could hear cars crawling by slowly on the highway. Every now and then, he even heard the familiar clank of dishes as his mom finished cleaning up after dinner. He even thought he heard someone far off in the distance talking. But as the talking turned to shouting, he pulled his attention from the deepest fog at the back edges of the field and looked north, towards that voice. It wasn't thick, wasn't as dense, didn't seem so alive, like the swirling fog at the back of the field seemed. But it was enough that he couldn't pick out details like he could during the day. The shouts intensified and they sounded strange. He thought maybe his dad was out at the edge of the property calling for the dog, but that wasn't his dad's voice and he could hear the dog barking inside the house. He stared harder. For what felt like an eternity, he stared and saw nothing. But the shouting continued, not getting louder, only sounding more and more agitated. As he strained to see the source of the shouting, Ben was so focused that he didn't notice the fog in the field had begun to creep closer. A steady thrum of silent movement as it seemed to stalk towards the sound as well. It was where the heaviest fog finally met the wood line where Ben was trying vainly to find the source of the voice that he spotted movement. A large lumbering figure, bent with age and moving with a slow, jerky motion that implied movement didn't come easy anymore. He'd know that walk anywhere. Hell, anyone within 30 miles would know that walk anywhere. But just what the hell was Sven doing out in the late evening, wandering his parents' property, shouting incoherently into the fog? Cursing to himself as he climbed down, Ben hurried to the spot he last saw Sven, crossing the field and barely noticing how it began to cling to him as he pushed through. He didn't notice how everything seemed to be going silent either. It was a gradual change, as if someone slowly turned down the volume on the radio, fading it out until it was completely gone. He knew the old man believed his story of old Zeke, of the back of Hostin, but now, more than ever, Ben was sure the old man was simply out of his mind. Lost in the deepest throes of dementia, and now, if Ben didn't get to him quickly and find him, he just may wander off and never find his way back. It took a little looking, but he found his tracks in the mud, and as he heard Sven shout once more, he froze. It wasn't just that Sven's voice sounded like it was being forced through a pile of blankets on a cold winter night. It wasn't even the fact that his tracks were headed for the old abandoned well near the creek at the back of the property. No. Ben felt something move. It was that old familiar pressure he remembered as a kid, like there was something there with him. He could only see a step or two in front of his feet, but he could feel whatever it was stalking silently as the mist swirled in steady rotation all around him. The familiar chill of fear grabbed hold down deep in his belly, but Ben forced it to stay there. He had to catch up to Sven before the old man fell in that old well or got himself lost in the woods, so he pushed on. 
willing himself to ignore the feeling like snakes were crawling on his skin and just put one foot in front of the other as quickly as he could. He had to be close now. Sven couldn't move that fast and even though he felt like he was trying to walk in three feet of snow, he was making good time. He shouted for Sven once, twice, no response. So he kept moving. He hadn't heard anything in what felt like hours. In reality, it was but a few minutes, but the fog made time feel different. He would have missed it totally if he hadn't been so focused on the ground trying to follow Sven's trail, but as he knelt to pick up Sven's hat off the ground, he heard the old man close by. He was muttering under his breath. Ben couldn't quite hear what he was saying, but he seemed to be in conversation with someone. But who would he be talking to? There was no one here. Grabbing the hat, he took a few steps forward, only making it a few steps before he heard a low whooshing sound, piercing the fog behind him as he was thrust in the air. Just a few inches off the ground, but he was stuck. Something held him tight, locked him in place, but there was nothing there. He strained to fight against the pressure that held him firm, but his eyes found nothing. He tried to shout for Sven. He knew he was close. He could hear the old man muttering still, but when Ben opened his mouth, he felt like he was underwater. The fog pouring down his throat and filling his lungs. He breathed so slow and the pressure around him grew until he thought he might be crushed. Closing his eyes, he found tears dropping down his cheeks. He remembered the way he felt as a kid when his dad had grabbed him from that tree, but this wasn't his dad. He remembered the fear that turned to despair and hopelessness, and the tears flowed as easy as the piss down his leg. He knew he was never returning from the fog. What a fool! Why did he go out and face old Zeke once again? Whatever old Zeke was, he finally caught up with little Ben, the boy that ruined his dinner plans all those years ago. It couldn't end like this. The pressure grew, and as it grew, it turned more solid. He could feel those icy, clawed hands around him, coils crushing the life out of him. His vision blurred as he thought of his mom and dad. He never said goodbye. And his dad... His dad, what, what did he say that night? Damn fool kid. That was it. At the sound of the voice, Ben forced his eyes open again. He couldn't breathe, but he had heard that voice. Someone called him a damn fool kid. Was that a horse he was hearing? The steady clomping thump of a horse? A low whinny in the mist? He, he couldn't see it, but he heard it. It was probably his mind, starved of oxygen, playing tricks on him. But as his eyes closed for the final time and consciousness slipped from his body, there was Sven, sitting up high atop the most beautiful horse he'd ever seen. And he was shouting something, but Ben couldn't understand what. Then, it was just the blackness. How do you prove to the world that you aren't losing your mind? 
when the very thing that can prove it just makes you look even more crazy. Just how far would you go to find the answers you so desperately needed, to stop them from haunting you as they have every day of your life to that point? Would you roll the dice and risk it all? How much of the surreal and fantastic are you willing to accept as reality in order to find even the slightest bit of peace from the unease that has tormented you since childhood? Sometimes we have to roll the dice. We have to face those fears and well, sometimes you just don't have a choice in the matter. Well, Ben's story, it wasn't quite done. You didn't think I'd tell you a story that sad, now did you? He came to a short time later. Wasn't really sure how long he had blacked out, but the fog was still thick. The pressure was gone now, though, and there was no sign of anything around him. He remembered Sven atop that horse as he blacked out, but search as he might, there was no sign of any horse tracks anywhere. In fact, even Sven's tracks seemed to have disappeared out of the mud. He yelled and shouted and screamed for Sven, yelling until his voice was hoarse and barely a whisper coming out of his throat. He got no response but for the sound of frogs and the slight sound of water at the creek. He was much closer to the water than he thought, and as he carefully followed the sound of the water, his stomach sank in a dizzying lurch. There, at the water's edge, face down in the creek, was old Sven. Ben pulled him out of the water, tried to wake him up, but he was gone. Skin icy cold, chest still. There was no pulse. No air would ever again enter those old lungs. Sven took a final ride and he had drowned. They say drowning is a terrible way to die, but Sven, well, he looked pretty well at peace. In fact, he almost looked satisfied, if, if that makes any sense. Ben rolled over and sat next to Sven, feeling horrible, exhausted. The anguish that he couldn't get to him faster, everything, not understanding what happened as he felt something lock him in place and begin to crush the life out of him. Well, Ben felt like he had failed. This was all his fault. If he hadn't gone poking around his past and made Sven tell him his story of old Zeke, well, maybe Sven wouldn't be there now. Maybe he wouldn't be there now. As he sat there cursing himself for his stupidity, Ben felt the hair on the back of his neck rise. A chill shot up his spine and he felt the pressure of the fog return. Not subtle and quick like last time, but this was a mad rush of pressure, threatening to choke him on the spot. No, this isn't happening, he told himself. He had to get help. Standing and searching the ground for his tracks, showing where he came from, he started walking. As the pressure continued to grow, threatened to strangle him, he pushed on. He walked as fast as he could until, as the fog continued to thicken around him and that sense of being surrounded grew, 
He was at a dead run. Eyes straining against the mist, he could just make out the tops of the tree line and the old jack pine. The place that started all of this. Using the top of that pine as a guidepost, he ran. Ran with everything inside of him. Ran until he couldn't, then pushed through and ran some more. But he barely moved. His muscles strained, his lungs ached with the exertion, but he could not make headway. For every mile that it felt like he ran, he covered maybe a few feet of ground. His chest felt like it would burst from the lack of air, and as he passed the old pine, he saw his parents' house looming up ahead. A golden beacon in that gray, swirling death trap the fog that threatened to choke him forever. He had to go just a little further. About 10 feet from the back porch, his legs gave out. No warning, just like they were turned off and severed from his body. Ben fell hard, face first into the grass, and as he fell, he heard that low thrum and felt the air split in the space he occupied just a moment before. But he couldn't stop. He crawled and clawed his way up to the porch until he sat with his back against the back door and caught his breath as the fog seemed to swirl away back to the field. His parents inside, no idea what was going on just outside the door. Finally, after quite some time, he was able to stand up, exhausted, completely defeated. They determined that Sven had drowned in the creek after wandering off in some sort of dementia-fueled confusion. Ben saw a doctor. They said he was suffering from a stress-induced panic attack, so they put him on some medication and told him to try and take it easy for a while. <laughs> take it easy after losing your life? Jeez. What a thought. Modern medicine, right? Ben reached out to me just once after that, via a note attached to a small box filled with what seemed to be animal fur. Ben's note, well, it read simply, go talk to Roger Pitsy. He's got one hell of a sad and strange story. Maybe he'll have something there to help you find Mystery Minnesota. Thanks for listening to my story and thanks for believing me. All the best, Ben. I stood there in the twilight of day at the edge of the field, the cold breeze biting harder than usual for this time of year, and thunder rumbled far off in the distance. Breathing deep and wondering if old Zeke and Ben's tale was real, was it just a wild story that had been rationalized by a man troubled by childhood demons? Or had Ben, and Sven for that matter, just given me reason to be more wary of the fog? The thought of it even, like I said at the beginning, it sends a chill right up my spine to this day every time I see it. Sven, he was just an old man being ravaged by old age and Ben, well, he was just an overworked, stressed out mess that in middle age had begun suffering crippling anxiety attacks. 
Who knows which version was the truth? But as I stood there looking out at the woods past the field on that brisk early November evening, the unusually heavy snow began to fall. Mystery Minnesota is an Adventures in Creativity production written, produced, and performed by David Swiduck. You can find out more about the show and all of the others at AICpod.com. If you're enjoying what you hear, be sure to reach out to us on social media by following at AIC Stories on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or, of course, you can email us via the contact form on the site. If you want to support the show and help more people discover and uncover the mysteries we're exploring, you can leave us a review or, most importantly, share Mystery Minnesota with your friends. Look, no matter where you hang out, be it Facebook, Twitter, Reddit, or Instagram, word of mouth is still the best thing you can do to help support life here in Mystery Minnesota. So don't be shy. Let people know what's up. Of course, we'd love it if you checked out all of the other storytelling fun happening with Adventures in Creativity Productions as well. So, while you're at AICpod.com, go ahead and explore all of the other content right there. You can get all of the great projects, like Faded Words and Adventures in Creativity, in one convenient place by subscribing to AIC Stories in the podcast app of your choice really is the best way to keep up with everything we have coming up for you on Adventures in Creativity Productions. But if you only want to follow the story of Mystery Minnesota, you can find us under Mystery Minnesota in your podcatcher or at anchor.fm slash mysteryminnesota. So get yourself all caught up and stick with us because there's more to the story here in Mystery Minnesota.